All right, this is the sound check for episode 15 of the Cross Gen Podcast. Kids, go. Sound, sound check. Just yeah. sound check. We're using a new mic today. We're using the Blue Yeti. We're going to see how it works Blue for this Yeti. podcast. Interestingly enough, before I said it was Temple Run, now it's Jerry's game. What? What's that? So you know Rick and Morty? Yeah. There's this character called Jerry. Jerry, yeah. And he's Morty's father. Pickle Rick is a dead meme. So there's a game that they had made called Jerry's Game. And it's basically you get in and you pop balloons. And that's literally all you do. That's it? Well, it's boring, but I guess it's fun. And is there like a point where you stop popping balloons? Only until you hit a death balloon or you just let it go. Is this like a bad version of Fruit Ninja? This is the, if you really want to find a way to kill your time, that is, quite frankly, inanely dumb and time-consuming, this is the way to do it. You know there's a Fruit Ninja too now, right? I heard about that. Okay. Just checking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of the CrossGen Podcast. Um, Yes, like we said in the earlier soundtrack, we are testing out a new microphone today. We are testing out the Blue Yeti to see if maybe we can use this going forward. Give us your thoughts on how it sounds, if it's good, if it's not, if it's indifferent, whatever. But anyway, um, hi, I'd like to welcome you. Back Hi. again. Yo. Hi. So, um, I'm Walt. This is uh, Superfluous Hyper Killer AJ. This is Eli. And right. this is Eli. Oh. Better. Better. I got two voices. I think I think people will hear that on the Blue Yeti microphone. Blue Let's Yeti see. microphone. Blue Yeti microphone. Yeah, there blue. we go. See, it's blue and it's Yeti. So it's a, a streaming microphone that we're trying out. We've we've had it before. Um, we usually use it just as a, a one-to-one mic, but we're trying the omnidirectional feature on it. So we're going to see how it sounds and <gasps> whether it works for future podcasts. Because honestly, it's quite easy to to use. All we got to do is plug it in. Before we had the mixer with three mics and. You know, we're just trying to streamline things. But if it turns out that the sound isn't quite up to snuff, then we'll just revert back on the next episode. Right, guys? So, um, today we're going to be talking about a beautiful gem of a movie. A PG movie. A PG movie that's rated R. (laughs) You know, um, a movie that I wanted to see and I tried to... I tried to make it a surprise, except uh, somebody spoiled himself, right? Well, hey, it's not my fault. The first thing 
movie the movie app does show you recent purchases. Hmm. So. All right. Well, I I tried to keep it as, I mean, I tried to keep it in the dark as much as possible, right? Yeah. Because did. this was a movie that you really couldn't research. You just had to experience. Yeah. To watch. Yeah. I guess. Should we tell our audience um, what was that groundbreaking, Emmy award-winning, Oscar-type, um, you know, mind mind-blowing, sh- life-changing movie? Yeah, you know, well, what is it? Huh? What is Psycho it? Goreman. Yep. So we watched, it's funny enough, the reason why I know about this is because I was just, I, I happened to go on the internet and I'm always looking for something new to watch because we watch a lot of movies, right? Like, We've got yeah. a lot of movies, right? Yeah. We watch yeah. a lot of TV shows, right? Yeah. Um, I am hap- I happen to be a horror, a horror movie fan. Um, do you yeah. guys kind of? Yeah. I I'd am. say yes, but this, the, how is this horror? Yeah, this isn't horror. I don't know why this was it's on Shutter. Kind of horror-ish. No, it's, it's gore. No. But... So, so let me let me just give you a background on what Psycho Gorman is. Psycho Gorman, and I'm gonna read this straight off the Wikipedia page because you know what, I can't explain it any other way. So Wikipedia does a great job of it. So it's easier for me just to say it this way. Psycho Gorman is a 2020 Canadian science fantasy horror comedy film which is written and directed by Stephen Kostansky. It stars Nita Josie Hanna and Owen Meyer as a young sister and brother who unwittingly resurrect an ancient an ancient extraterrestrial overlord who is voiced by Stephen Valajos and played by Matt Nineber. Okay? Um... This was distributed by, it was produced by Raven Banner Entertainment, distributed by, by RLJE Films, um, picked up by Shudder. It was released on October 7th of 2020 at Beyond Fest. It's a 99-minute film. Um, and interestingly enough, the box office was for this thing was Six hundred. I mean, six thousand. Well, I can't say because it's so weird. Sixty-six thousand six hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Seriously? No, no. That was the box office for this movie. Sixty-six thousand six hundred and sixty-nine dollars. No, they. No, so, there's no way that's natural. No, no. So it premiered this year in theaters, which we have we probably not happening in the states, and on video on demand on January twenty second of twenty twenty one. So this is pretty much a very 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 new film. Bizarre. Um. I'm going to give our audience a heads up. This is going to be a very, very spoilery review. Spoilers everywhere. So, um, if you want, let, let's talk about it in general terms before we get into the spoiler bits. 
because I want to see if maybe our audience might be intrigued enough to watch it. And then maybe they can pause this podcast, go watch it, and then come back and hear our full reactions on it, right? Yeah. So how do you even begin to describe Psycho Gorman without giving spoilers? Let's just go with the main premise. Um, There's a little girl, and she has a brother who's kind of a – and she's a bully, right? Not only to the brother, but to, like, everybody. Yeah. She's, like, how old? You would figure she's maybe like 13? Yeah, no, guess. no. Somewhere around there? No. She's like 11 or 10. No. You think so? I would say 7 to 8. No, eight, eight. No, 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 no. 8 not, to 9. 8 to not, 9. Not even. No. 8 to 9. Okay. How? 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 She's not 8 to 9. That's, no. What is she? That's incredulous. She, no. She's, okay, so let's put it this way. She's anywhere between, she's a preteen. She's anywhere between. 10 and 13. Let's put it that way. I think that's a pretty good range, right? Yep. What? Is. Yeah. Damn. She's around that age. Is it this me or are preteens in movies like super weird and stuff? Uh, Well, preteens in general are super weird and stuff. No, that's not true. That's <laughs> well, a stereotype. Actually, yeah. It's no. True. Just saying. Not all preteens are emos. Yeah. She was definitely sure. not an emo. The, the- <laughs> You you're doing the stereotyping yourself, Mister. That's a stereotype. You know let's, let's just move on. Forget it. Forget it. All right. Well, anyway, you have the brother and the sister. The the sister is like really, really bullish and bad, and he treats the brother really, really badly and stuff. And they just ha- how did they 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 find something in their backyard, and they dig it up, and um. What happens is is that they grab the crystal from what's there, but they leave the rest of the stuff in there. No, but you, you, you no, can't no, no, leave no, out the most important. No, part. no, no. I'm going very, very general. We're going to get into details later. And then this thing is resurrected, and it turns out he's an ancient overlord alien bent on destroying the world. But there's a twist because he turns into a Pokemon. That's your setup, people. If you're interested in the movie, and like I said, it's a sci-fi horror comedy film. If you're interested in the movie, you can go find it on On Demand, uh, iTunes, I'm pretty sure. Google has it, Microsoft, all these places and stuff. If you're interested in the hook, go watch it, pause this video, this uh, podcast, and then come back. Now we're going to get into spoilers. So, gentlemen... Boys, spoiler so alert! One thing Take I it away. want to reiterate is that there's this guy. I forget his name. It starts with a K. So, to even get this gem out in the first place, there's apparently this super, unbelievably hard decoding thing you have to do. Oh, it's you're like, talking oh about God. that guy? Yeah, yeah. it's like the puzzle to end all puzzles. And this kid gets it on the first try. Well, we don't know that at the beginning when when it happens. She just starts pushing. There's like a a special thing that she pushes in. Yeah, it's random. Totally random, right? Um, Cortex is his name. Cortex. 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 So we see him later on in the film, right? So the first instance of seeing the kids is they're playing this game that the girl makes up. Called crazy, crazy ball. ball, 
do we even know? How, can you explain the rules to this crazy ball? Because it's not like any other well, game that it's we've played, dodge right? ball, but with much more violence and a very weird scoring system. Yeah, and a lot of weird um, rules that go along with it, right? Let's just put it this way: if your elementary school were to like sort of change crazy ball, that would be it. The Except best. you're actually trying to actually kill people. But one of the biggest parts of Crazy Ball is the is the reversal. Is it called? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if two balls hit each other, like from the opposing sides, the persons who threw the ball have to go up to the other, and whoever punches the other first wins, or something like that. Yeah, they steal all the points from the other team. Plus one. Plus one. Plus one. And the the total that you need to get is 67 is it yeah that sounds right yeah so basically crazy ball you start with you start it almost exactly like dodgeball right Mm -hmm. except you throw the ball to the opposite direction then you have to run and get it right yes yeah at the beginning so the balls are in the middle they run toward the middle then they throw the ball opposite to themselves then they have to run and get the balls, and that's when the game starts. And there's this weird part where if you get hit in the butt, I think, you have to hold the 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 ball over your head, turn around and say crazy ball, while the other person has to beat you by doing jumping jacks. Yeah, or something right? like that. No, I think butt is uh, five points plus that's, five points. That's plus five points. But there's yeah, a but part, there, yeah, there, where you just get you hit. To do. If you just get hit, they have to yeah, do jumping jacks yeah. before the person turns around three times and says "crazy ball." Yeah, something like that. Well, it sounds right. It's crazy ball. So the girl is a god at crazy ball, right? Yeah. Because apparently. she's like super hyper violent, and she she's full of herself. She thinks she's better than everybody. She deals champ. with, yeah, she deals in conspiracy theories. She, it's almost like she hates her brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she's like super. Definitely. She's she's not regular mean. She's like uber mean to the she's brother. She's sadistic. Right? Mm-hmm. Basically. And that comes up during the movie, right? It does. <laughs> That's like a big point of the movie, right? Oh God. All right. So after they finish this whole crazy ball thing. Um, what do you remember? Why is it that they decided to start digging in the backyard? The loser gets buried, something like that. The loser gets buried alive, and that goes that goes back to the whole she's a she's a sadist. Yeah. So they start digging up this hole, and clank. They find like a like a coffin almost, right? It looks more like a box, though. True. This looks very Hellraiser inspired. Would you agree? I do not agree. Not okay. the slightest. So it let is. me let let's go let's go this way. They Eli. already said what their inspirations are. No, no, no. Let let Eli let Eli explain. So why do you think it, it's Hellraiser esque? Well, I'm talking about not just that, not just the weird key. I'm talking about everything in general. Because a lot of it is okay. It's it's not very Hellraiser inspired, but you can definitely see that the concept is very similar, right? Because you have the whole count. Should I even really say that yet? 
Yeah, we're in spoiler territory. Oh, yeah, okay. So I can just say whatever. They have the weird council thing that's basically like the Hellraiser council led by Pinhead. Right? The weird... Those are aliens and their protagonists. Every movie has a council. Wait, those are... They are not protagonists. Well, in light of how the story is framed, yes, they are. They're all antagonists. To the kids... But otherwise, they are actually the protagonists of the story. Yeah, but they're... The way I see it here... Yeah, you're seeing it from the view of the kids. They are the enemies. But in reality, they are actually the good guys. Are yeah, they the, really? The, the kids are the good Okay. There's in a terms little... of the narrative that's being told at the very beginning, at the yes, very they beginning, are. Yes. But it gets a little shady toward the yeah. middle. Yes. Okay. They're all antagonists. Let's just leave it at that because you have the kids who are sadistic as all hell to the point where something happens. I don't want to say that yet because... Okay. Right? But well, let's Templar, just put it this way. It's a very weird movie. The council is also antagonist because they got they want to get rid of the most protagonist antagonist. It's a weird movie. That, that it's there's not yeah, there's there's no, no I, way to really because whatever. even even the people who we consider to be the heroes of the movie they're really not they're really messed up <laughs> so there's really if you really look at it there's really no such thing as a protagonist and antagonist in this movie because yeah everybody pretty much sucks in this movie everybody everybody, everybody. there's like not one person that you can say right off the bat, he's a good guy. Right? Yeah. The mom was good at first, and the dad was no, dad was good. No. The but dad then, was just no. lazy. Well the dad was just lazy, <laughs> but that doesn't make him evil. But towards like the towards like the middle, they just like completely dropped. Everything went crazy at yeah. that point. So you got the mom and the dad, right? Yeah. So the mom is, I guess, typical mom, right? She she does she does everything and stuff. And the dad we realize throughout the movie yeah. is unemployed, uh, lazy, doesn't do anything in the house, but apparently is super smart because he does have a degree, a college degree, but he just doesn't apply himself. And he finds every excuse not to do work. God. But he's cool with the kids. Yeah. Right? That doesn't exactly help certain things. Right, but... exactly. So anyway, so those are that's the main part of the family right mm -hmm. and then we meet also the, the other kid alistair oh god <laughs> alistair is owen's friend, friend right yeah and let me let me make sure i got the right name luke luke which you know what makes sense because luke and his name <laughs> is a big thing in the movie also right Okay, the, the the actor's name is Owen, so sorry about that. But the character Luke, that's Alistair's friend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. He plays another big part. So they're buried they're they're digging in the backyard and what do they find? The thing. The key. Do you so remember what the key is? The lock. And the key. Do you remember what the key is? The gem of or taxicondomethazonarin? Oh, no, let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find Con it. The gem of 
Morpha diffa bilaxidosis. The gem of um, the gem of prima delivo. You know what? Even free. even this thing doesn't say. The gem of it. It did say. Yeah, I know, but it was. It was. I know. It did say in an orbit, but it. It actually doesn't. Hold on. I'm I'm ashamed that you know we don't even have that information right now. It is called the gem. The gem of. of let me guess. You searched it up, and the search results aren't even. It doesn't even Ufo. say it in the search, man. No, it's it's. But the title is there. There is a name for it. Yeah, there is because they mention it like how many times, but it's like the most difficult thing to God to to say it. Um, Latus. Um, what's this called again? Oh, uh, Psycho Gorman. Psycho. Psycho Gorman Pink Gem. I can't believe we can't find this gem. Psycho Gorman Psycho Pink Gorman gem. gem. Either way, it's a part of his lock. What do they do? They break the lock by opening. The gem of Gaius. No, no, that's where he's that's from. That's where he's from. God. It was like the gem of D gem. something, right? I'm, I remember the gem Psycho. of K. Or the gem of P. The gem of peroxidite. There you go. Yeah, you go. I got All it. All right, you found it. I can't believe we spent a minute just trying to find that. But that's that's how obscure this film is. Um, that's how. But this is a a movie that um, really has to be seen to believe. But anyway, the gem of peroxidite. Peroxidite. Remember that. Okay, gem. Of, we're just gonna call it the gem. Gem. But it's the gem of peroxidite. Okay. Yeah. So they find the gem of proxidite buried in the sand in in the backyard, and um, they get scared off and decide not to uh, not to continue digging and unearthing the stuff. So they put all the the things back. But while whilst they're asleep, and Andre was was waiting for that moment that didn't come until five minutes later. The hands. The the um. The horror trope, the hand coming out of the the dirt, right? Yeah. Which leads us to the first appearance of the evil, the Archduke of Nightmares, the Archduke of Nightmares, the evil overlord, and he stumbles across an old cigar shoe factory, shoe factory. that's yeah. being loitered by hobos. Three guys, yeah. well, thieves, thieves, because they had just. Oh yeah, that's right. They 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 ransacked that store. Well, that actually, guy. not even thieves, murderers, because they killed the guy also. Yeah. Right? yeah. So um, it's one older guy, and two youngish guys. Yeah. And they had the unfortunate um, responsibility of being making first contact on Earth with the Archduke Arch- of Nightmares. nightmares. Um. That didn't go over well, did it? No. <laughs> God. Did not. Like, there was this one guy, what? He the first st- guy. Yeah, he just complete. he did a predator. It was like, oh, the head just gone. The other Complete dude, with the spine, though. So he, he decapitated by ripping his head off, but leaving the spine intact. Really? I thought the spine came out too. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The spine came out with the head. Yeah. That's, oh. what, that's what I meant. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And then the, the lifeless 
body husks just fell to the floor. Um, and then you have did the, the other guy get electrocuted? I don't remember. I know what happened to the last guy. Didn't he get blown up? Yeah. Remember yeah, he used he used the the that magic power that he has brought him up to him oh and then God. just splatted him. He did a Krillin. He yeah he did. <laughs> he really did a Krillin. And then the last guy. <laughs> oh God. He apparently made him live forever, yeah. immortal. Like he he literally made him immortal. I don't want to die. But he also did like this weird thing where it's like, yeah, so you're immortal now, but you're also going to be stuck in your nightmares or something like that. Excruciating pain with your eyeballs rolling in your eyes like a, like a um, slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> right? Frozen, frozen, unable to move. Yep. With like bloody, gutty things. You know, immortality really took it out of him. Yeah, yeah. Just say that. <laughs> not good. So that's a uh, that's our first instance. So finally, the kids wake up. They realize that um, the Archduke of Nemesis of of nightmares Nightmare. is out because they find a huge huge hole in the dirt, and they go off to find out what made that thing, and they go to the shoe factory. And that's the first time that they find Mr. Archduke Nightmares. The evil Overlord. Now, let me let me let me start by saying this. How great is that that alien? Right? Is, is he not like the best alien? Because he is so far over the top. Like everything that he says yeah. is, you know. Basically, like a Saturday Night Live sketch come to life if he was an alien, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I will bathe in the blood of your intestines as I rip out your eyes, and you know, yeah. death will be will be a small inconvenience for you. That those those type of things, right? Yeah. Like there's there's literally a point where one of the kids says, you know, it was nice to meet you, and he goes, it'd be nicer if you're dead. <laughs> Right, yeah. That this is the over the top type of overlord that we get. He's an over the top overlord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the main character, that that bully girl whose name is Mimi, she finds out something very very important, doesn't she? Yeah. So basic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after just stumbling across the. The the dead body and freaking dude who's like God he's, he's like he's immortal and then up on the wall you had the rack of body parts placed <laughs> yeah. nicely in a, a nice little design yeah so that yeah. was very Hellraiser esque see <laughs> it is Hellraiser esque that one no, thing no. that was the guy that had his head ripped off right I would assume yeah. so because the other guy got yeah disintegrated yeah. so. Okay. So, what does she say? She says, shut up and leave him alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like right, because he was about to kill the, the boy. The brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, she, she says, shut up and 
and sit down, and he literally does exactly as she says. Well, she doesn't tell him sit down yet. Yeah. But she says to put him put down. Put him down. Probably. Put him down. Yeah. And so at that point, she realizes, wait. Well, so okay, so who are you? And he's like, you can't talk. He's <laughs> like, oh, I think I know what's going on here. Talk. And after that, it's just. Basically, because she holds the gem of Praxidus, she is able to control him. Well, in the loosest sense. Like, yes, he has to obey everything she says, but there, there, there are some monkey paws, monkey's paws in there. So this, this gem is pretty important because that's the gem that was used by that space council to yeah. imprison him, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That was the only thing that they could have used to keep him where he was. And it's also the source of his power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whoever controls the gem controls this Archduke of Nightmares. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So then we have this funny little thing where she tells him to take the brother and spin him around, right? And the brother's like, "Wait, wait, yeah. what?" <laughs> And he gets spun around using levitation and stuff. More of that sadism. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually they figure out that they they have total control of this evil alien overlord destroyer of worlds guy. Right. And they decide to give him a name. Yeah. Also, the kid gets, like, really dizzy. <laughs> and the, the immortal dude who's, like, put up on, like... Who's put up like on an art thing or on an art rack, right? Mm -hmm. He gets knocked over by the freaking kid. Oh no, that's the immortal guy. Yeah, the immortal guy. He gets knocked over. <laughs> My <what>? masterpiece. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> and right as the right as the thing breaks, the guy is able to manage to say one more thing, even though his head is in several places. And his throat is very clearly not connected to his mouth. Yeah, like he's this... able to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy falls over and the head explodes like a melon, right? Yeah. So there's pieces of his face all over the place, but only his mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Only his mouth, and that—that's the great thing about this this movie is because the special effects are so. 80s like yeah it's, it's cheesy like you could tell that this is a very low budget film you know it's and, like and it's mm, almost like how I, I would go I would go even earlier than that I would go like seven like the very beginnings but I think they did that on purpose yeah. they figured you know what this is gonna be a low budget movie we're gonna cheese it up as much as possible they know that this is, and that's one of the great things about it this movie knows that it's not a serious movie. Yeah. And they go straight for the cheese. They go straight for the corn, right? Yeah. So you have all these little moments, like the guy who falls apart, and only his mouth is there, and he says, thank you. <laughs> all right. And then they go about na naming the guy. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the first name that they came up with was, like, Psycho Man. Psycho Man. That was such an awesome name. Right? They came up with some pretty good names, right? Yeah, right. Some really good names. But they end up with Psycho Goreman, or PG for short. 
or PG. PG for sure. And I, that is, I don't, I don't care what you tell me. That's obviously a play on the fact that this is a rated R movie and they decided to name that dude PG. Which is weird because it almost feels like a kid's movie, right? At times. Yeah. But Bro, this is like the goriest, most over-the-top kid movie in like the history of kid movies, Yo. right? Yo, yeah, like right at the beginning, we were all, weren't you, weren't you like thinking, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you, we were all thinking that this was a kid's movie, except for dad who probably, yeah, he saw I, I knew everything that was going to happen. I knew I was thinking this was a kid's movie, but then all of a sudden when Psycho Gorman comes up and starts ripping heads off, I was just like, what? And ripping heads off in the most goriest, bloodiest, splatter-proof type of way yeah. possible, right? Yeah. They didn't hold back on the on the splatterings, did they? No. Right. So now they have their big alien overlord. So the most the the most logical thing to do is to start showing him around. <laughs> now the brother, to his credit, said we shouldn't do this, right? Yeah. Because what are people going to think? Um, what's going to happen. And we have that great little montage of Psycho Gorman going into the town with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the kid on the bike. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Look. <laughs> hey, nowhere. dude, that's a great costume you have. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, blew, he like, blew him up, right? <laughs> blew her up. Blew her up, you know? God. And then you have Psycho Gorman... Didn't he have, like, oh, no, the first time he just went as is, right? Yeah. yeah. So they didn't, they didn't try and change him up, right? But that then leads us to the, so Alistair is now. Uh, At that point, when they're doing the shopping, he's no longer normal. Oh, so talk about Alistair, please. <laughs> yes, so Alistair kind of said, after a point, because they brought the thing home, the parents saw the thing, they freaked out, they tried to get the kids oh, away from it. With the bat? With the bat. Ooh, ooh. What's the first thing, that, what, what do you Wait. think is the first thing the dad would notice? No, 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 no. The mom comes out with the bat. Yeah, the mom comes yeah. out with the bat. Smacks the guy with the bat. Smacks the alien with the bat. PG. He doesn't do anything. Breaks the bat. Yeah. The dad comes out what do you think the first thing he'd notice is? That his kids are in danger? That his wife is in danger? The first thing that comes out of his mouth is... My precious bat! <laughs> <laughs> and he walks all the way over to her, not looking at his surroundings at all. His focus is solely on the bat. Once he gets there, he's like, wait, how did the bat get broken? And then he finally realizes, oh, crap. <laughs> and then the overlord goes, um, you have the audacity to hit me with those feeble weapons? What does the dad say? She did. She did. <laughs> she did. Not me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was her. Oh, and she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so You can obviously tell that everybody in this, in this movie is just straight up. Eagles. But at that point, Alistair 
is not really normal anymore, right? No. Because Alistair saw what was going on with PG when they were trying to show him how to play um, Crazy Ball, and he didn't want to play anymore, so he was going to leave. And the sister, Mimi, again with her, tells Psycho Gorman to do a very specific thing. Right? Yeah. Except Psycho Gorman, who at this point understands that he's under her control, but still wants to kill them because he wants to take the gem back so he can complete his mission of destroying all of the universe. All of the universe, right? He's a he's a he's a captive and he knows it. It's not like he's going along with the ride and doing whatever she wants. Every time she tells him to do something, he's like I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your brother. I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill you in the most most wretched way possible. And she's like, yeah, okay, but you, I've still got control of you, so do what I say. And he's like, ugh. Right? So to spite her, he does something to Alistair. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of goes, well, you know, I see that you're clearly into him. You know, there's this thing I did for this one guy over on one of the moons of, insert the name here. I can do the same thing I did there and get him to like you. Do you want me to do that? And he's like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, you know, that actually wouldn't be too bad. And then PG proceeds to turn this kid into a huge, bug-eyed, tentacly brain. Huge, like a blob, a brain blob. Yeah. Like at least four feet tall, right? Well, the same size. Yeah. But just huge. He's just completely got his life turned upside down. (laughs) That was messed up. But he's still aware of everything. Yep. Yeah. He's alive. He's alive. (laughs) He has to live like that. (laughs) unlike, Unlike the immortal guy who couldn't move, this guy can move, but he's just a big brain with tentacles and eyes and he has a mouth which was really weird yeah like right in the middle in between of his eyes he could talk and stuff yeah it's a very very strange thing um but they all become fast friends because they make their own band yeah (laughs) and alistair the brain blob because he has the tentacles, he plays the keyboard. Um, Mimi, of course, has to be the lead singer, right? Because she's, yeah. you know, the best. The best. Um, what was what the was? The boy is on the guitar, and PG is on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And they 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 play the song, friggin'. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Friggin' you or friggin' me or friggin' everything. It's a very strange thing. Very very narcissistic song. Let's just say that. Um, How about the police guys? God. I'm sorry, but... They finally... (laughs) Actually, that's when they started learning Crazy Ball. Yeah. Well, no, she started... Yeah, she started playing with him... When Alice said, because remember, she was throwing the ball at him and he didn't understand at all. But right, 
when they were with the police, that's when she actually started doing the rules of Crazy Ball. Yeah. Right? But by that time, the parents know about both Alistair, the brain blob, and Psycho Gorman, and they're completely fine with it. I would say fine with it more. It's more like a very, He's over very for reluctant dinner. acceptance. He's over for dinner. There's the montage of them shopping for clothes with him, with the mom, who's clearly loving the fact that Psycho Gorman's in their life, right? Remember when they were in the, the thing and he was modeling off all the, the different well, yeah, outfits? The, yeah. She didn't Mimi's see... Mimi's mom. Yeah, Mimi's mom. Yeah, yeah, but... Mimi's dad was deathly afraid of him, <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially when he's throwing, you know, the crazy balls around and it's blasting through the house and destroying his TV, <laughs> right? He's completely afraid of him, but he's fine. Mimi, Mimi's mom, however, is totally 100% fine with Psycho Gorman. The yeah, evil I, I wouldn't think it's 100% fine. I think there's still that reluctance because... When the time came to make a decision, hey, we could get this guy out of here, they really went and took it. All right. But let's get back to the cops. <laughs> the cops come flying through. They're in, they're in school, aren't they? Yeah, they're the in the schoolyard. Schoolyard. Yeah. Learning how to play um, Crazy Ball. Crazy Ball. What, like the cops come over and they they see him and they, they one draw cop their car, one cop car, yeah, one cop but car, but he comes flying through, right? Yeah, like a like, bat out of hell. They draw their guns and stuff, and they're like, you can obviously see that, see that they're they're not ready for this. Remember your training <laughs> and forget it. <laughs> you know, right? So um, they open fire. Yeah, that obviously doesn't do anything, but then. The first guy that Psycho Gorman catches. Oh, Mimi says go and take care of them. Yeah. Because Psycho Gorman can't do anything unless Mimi says it. So Mimi, instead of saying, you know what, stand down, she says, nah, you know what? Those are cops. Take care of them. Yeah. And he does. What? <laughs> At he least to the one guy. to turn the one guy that he's able to reach into a, a slave. They're like the soulless husk type thing. Yeah, he's like, and the other guy is just able to like escape. But doesn't he tell? Doesn't he give the like, other guy a warning? <laughs> never come back here or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, go tell your your um your overlords or your leaders that I am here to destroy all of it, <laughs> and that your your um your intervention is meaningless or stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the guy that he turns, like his face is all melted. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He doesn't look like himself. He's he like. Looks like, you know, um, the the dude, um, you know how Iron Maiden they have. It's their lead song. Uh, they have a lot of songs. Their lead but... song though, the weird uh lead the, song. Yeah, the soldier or something. The uh, trooper. Yeah, the trooper. That's what it looks like. The trooper, a little bit. Uh, actually, it kind of looks more like that. Yeah, but look, look, look. That looks a lot like him. Not. Okay. It looks like the trooper, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Look, 
A little bit. He's he looks more mean of that. Yeah. You know the the and I think that's the whole purpose. The police officer is like a goofy melted face God. that really really has no use of his arms or legs except for just walking. But he still has the gun in his hand. It's grafted onto his hand. Yeah, because he can't. And but he's like a soulless. He's the first of Psycho Gorman's soulless army, right? So um. So. All of that stuff is going on. Eventually, he summons his paladins to help him uh, kill Mimi. Yeah. And that doesn't go over well because the paladins realize, well, if we don't have to follow you anymore, we're actually kind of fine um, keeping control of Gygax, which is his planet. Yeah. Um, They acquired it in a very special way. Yeah. But they they co-rule it amongst the five paladins, right? And like one guy was like, "Well, see, the crown's on my head, so it's my turn this week." <laughs> and and you know, Psycho Gorman's thinking this is my way of, you know, getting my freedom back because my palad, my trusted paladins, are going to come, and since I can't kill Mimi, I can command them to kill Mimi. And then I can have the gem back. Except for that one guy that he knew he could never trust. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's one paladin that he says, well, yeah, except for you. I never trusted you. I can never trust you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. The paladins turn against him. They try and kill him. And Mimi is upset that Psycho Gordon wanted to have them kill her. And so... Psycho Gorman is asking, please give me the power to let me fight them. And she's like, no, not until you apologize. And they actually leave, but then Psycho Gorman says, please, I'm sorry. And then he proceeds to he proceeds to kill all the paladins. Yeah. yeah. In the most brutal power rangey power rangey yeah. sort of way. Yeah. You know. And so those paladins, you reference somebody, because they were they were given the power to uh, rule Gygax because of one particular thing. So apparently, they were the ones that betrayed Psycho Gorman um, to that one person who ended up imprisoning him, and that guy would be, or that girl would be, Pandora, the Templar of the Templar, and they're basically space angels. Sadistic. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not really sadistic. It's more so that they're 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 like a a whole species of zamasus. They they believe in their own self righteousness. We do anything by the ends justify the means type people, and basically they subjugate planets. Yeah, they're very and spread their religion too. Yeah, they like few zamasus, but. But extra violent sadistic because yeah. remember there's the point where she's like well who are these these denizens of earth bring me a human and, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah and all of a sudden this little flying robot comes and grabs a, a human they're in space but they just happen to have a human lying around and what does he do what does she do to that human she 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 pulls uh she pulls a heart 
Yeah, she really does. I'm <laughs> using Masu. From Dragon Ball Heroes? Yeah, she like turns she like turns her into a little cube, except it's, it's made a of meat like cube. Yeah, it's a heart. <laughs> and then God. by and then by like bathing her face in it, she's able to look like that person. <laughs> That's not sadistic to you? Okay, that's, 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 that's pretty <laughs> sadistic. That's pretty that, sadistic. That was an innocent human that sh- had no idea what was happening. And if she's this higher being, she just made her into a meat cube, not yeah. even a meat ball. Sadistic is all hell. <laughs> and then smashes her on the table <laughs> as a meat cube and then slimes her all over her face. So that at that point, we get a sense that maybe the, 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 good guys the Templar. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. The Templar isn't exactly, you know, an angel, so to speak. Yeah. You know. Um, so, you know, just just to wrap the whole thing up, there's there's a a big battle at the end, you know. Psych- but there's <laughs> there's just too much. Yeah, we listen. Like I said before, this is a movie that has to be seen to believe it's one of those road you know grindhouse satirical horror i i don't it it's pure craziness in a bottle you can't describe it yeah but what ends up happening and psycho gorman you know throughout the movie is is kind of attaching himself to the family the the only way that psycho gorman can right (laughs) (laughs) so he's 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 slowly coming to like them enough not to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's showing and then there's love that gets defined to him. And so now Psycho Gorman knows how to love and decides that if he were ever to escape the bonds of the overlord Mimi, that he would destroy the universe in the most bloody way possible but now he's doing it for love <laughs> well i think that's at the end yeah that's at the end. oh yeah okay so we'll get to that come on final battle please so the final battle because psycho gorman apparently got very messed up by his paladins so when Pandora finds him. She's about to kill him, but he tries to go the warrior route and say, "Hey, come on! I'm a warrior. You're a warrior too. Yeah, yeah. Don't I get it right?" He's like, "You're not strong enough to fight me anyway. I'm gonna slaughter you." Well, there is one thing we can do. It doesn't necessarily have to be fighting. And he's like, "All right, whatever. Whatever contest. I'm, I'm superior. I'll beat you." Freaking oh, he's hurt. Yeah, and he's hurt. So what he decides to do is he decides to have a match of Crazy Ball to determine the fate of the universe. Because he needs the stone to regenerate himself and become stronger again. But who has the stone? Mimi does. No. No. Remember, at this point, um, what's it, the brother, Luke... Oh, yes, the brother has it, but he's not on their side. Right. And that's because of the sister's sadism. Yeah. And because of Pandora trying to recruit both the mom and the brother to her side. Yeah. And then the father 
Um, it's just... Yeah, he's kind of cool. <laughs> he's on Mimi's side. Wait, wait, what was the other thing? He he was trying to tell her to make the right choice and whether... Because, what's his name? Yeah. Psycho Gorman was, like, hurting himself. So, he, he the the father was, One like... One time, yeah. there was a guy in the van who asked me if I wanted to come around back and see his baseball card collection. <laughs> and what I did, it changed me. I went around back, and I went into that van, and I saw the most radical baseball card collection. <laughs> because now, I'm not saying this is a very similar instance, but because I was naive and didn't know better, I had a pretty awesome time. Maybe you should do the same thing here, too, and give the Destroyer of Worlds his gem back so he could potentially kill us all. <laughs> Right, <laughs> because Psycho Gorman, the only way he could he could regenerate was by taking control of the gem, right? Yeah. But remember the deal that that Mimi makes. Oh God. He's like, okay, if um I oh. give you the gem, you got to make sure that you don't kill me or my family. Well, that came later, mm-hmm. because then the father was like, uh, Mimi, he was like. Fine, my family too, right? Yeah. No, I think she said me, my family, and then the father tried to get the rest of the planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's but right. But then we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Okay. So, final battle. Crazy ball. Crazy ball. Yeah. The crazy ball. So... As you can imagine, it's a very whacked out fight. Uh, it's not even a fight. Oh God. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't explain it. Just take it from me. It was weird. Oh, it's messed up. Did you forget that the mom is a Templar also? Oh yeah. <laughs> the mom got turned into a Templar. Uh. And she's also you know, obviously on the Templar side, but apparent. But eventually, what happens is you get another round of switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all know who wins that fight. Mimi or the brother? Or it's the brother. gonna be the sister. Yeah. yeah. And so they won. But the Paladin's not having it, and just completely reneges on the deal. Like, I'm still gonna kill you. Seriously? So they all face off against each other, right? Well, they all face off against uh, Pandora. Because Pandora is going to go for the kill anyway, but Mimi's in the way. And oh, so yeah, that gets true. the mom to get in the way. But the mom, as the Templar, was trying to kill the dad. Yeah, there, there was that too. <laughs> <laughs> because she was sick and tired of his laziness. Yeah. Okay. So Templar about to kill Psycho Gorman. And Mimi has a decision to make. And she's trying to get the gem back from Luke. And then she starts singing Frig You. Frig You, Frig Everyone. And apparently that's an expression of love. (laughs) Even Psycho Gorman started singing it. (laughs) Yeah. And so now Psycho Gorman has the gem. He's fully 
full power. Full power. Full power Psycho Gorman. Super Saiyan Psycho Gorman. And Versus Pandora. But he's got no weapon, dude. What and is he going to do? She's got the Holy Blade. How could he defeat the Holy Blade? Well, it takes something holy to kill something holy. Or at least that's the logic he takes. So what he does is, as she's swinging at him, he's reaching into her and taking out all of these organs and various body parts. And out of all of those body parts, which also weakens her, because, I mean, sure, she's a sort of a mortal being. She can obviously take it. <laughs> so you don't need that liver. He, he makes a sword out of all of that. <laughs> and apparently it's able to not get cut by this holy blade. So they just have a sword fight. <laughs> a meat blade versus a holy blade. And, and eventually Gorman gets the upper hand has the whole send-off thing where it's like, yeah, you fought well. And that's another oh. thing. I'm not. Oh, we forgot about that part, right? <laughs> I'm not Archduke of Nightmares. I am Psycho Gorm. And because you fought admirably, yes. I will now <coughs> fulfill the warrior's code oh my and God. give you a warrior's death. <laughs> But how how do how do guy Gaxians give warriors death? So what they do is basically they get <laughs> Orga draw jaws and they just completely in like one fell swoop eat and digest the person whole. <laughs> and he did that how many times in he the movie? It, he did it once to a plate, another oh, time yeah. to one of his paladins, <laughs> and. This lady, the, the Pandora, is the last victim of it. <laughs> Each one of them was like, no, no, not that. Please. <laughs> and it's it's like the worst special effects ever, right? <laughs> well, it's basically the, what they did for Godzilla 2000 with Orga. Oh, my God. Except that was CGI. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know the, this movie is fantastic. Like that. <laughs> All right. So, so Pandora's beaten. Mom also isn't a paladin anymore because Pandora's like, "Oh no, you're using it wrong. Give me back." <laughs> Dad broke his arm by high fiving Psycho Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an he's... actual reason for a broken arm now. <laughs> And it was it was just a simple high five, but all of a sudden it just snapped and broke. <coughs> he, oh my god! He wasn't even trying. It was a light tap. <laughs> no, Psycho Gorman. Gorman just held his head. Remember, his hand was up, and he the didn't dad even move it. yeah, he didn't move it. The dad jumped up to hit it and broke his arm. <laughs> okay, and oh, so to man. wrap it up, instead of taking arguably one of the most powerful artifacts in the universe to continue doing his conquering, he goes and leaves the gem of Praxidus with Mimi and says, 
I am now going to conquer and destroy the universe. I no longer with need love. it. <laughs> and as a result, I no longer need the gem of Praxis. <laughs> so he says goodbye, opens up the portal to Main Street, USA. <laughs> and starts destroying everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the special effects for that because you can like it it's literally just such a green screen and then out of nowhere it's just like him throwing fireballs and stuff everywhere. And then we get we get TV reports because apparently he has the ability to grow giant. <laughs> so <laughs> the the breaking they, they news. called him a purple a purple naked man a giant purple naked man or something like that. <laughs> destroying the world <laughs> and they just show him shooting lasers at like buildings and and stomping people and killing and all that oh my gosh but what what do the family does what does the family do we're gonna go home <laughs> <laughs> the world is screwed but at least we're gonna live <laughs> oh my oh gosh God. that is that, that is that's how it's it... not even the best part of my oh, yeah the best part, in my honest opinion, is when we cut to Alistair at home, and the mom, his mom, calls him to dinner. They all sit down at the dinner table and start eating as though nothing is wrong. <laughs> and meanwhile, their son is like this brain blob monster thing, and it's like a regular Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> and they're all just eating at the table. <laughs> Oh my gosh! To say oh. to say that this thing is not crazy is not even funny. And then remember when like the council is like, oh yeah. yeah. So the council is a sniveling little. They're afraid of the Templar. They're afraid of um, PG. PG. Um, Cortex is like the best one, but there's a guy, there's a guy called Tube Man, right? <laughs> And and so, can we explain his origins? Now the origins no. don't show up in the movie, but they they show up in the in in an interview with Cortex, <laughs> which is a, a special feature um, outside of the film. Yeah. So so apparently, the rate the way to because Tube Man is. Now, there I'll give you some credit. That's another Hellraiser-esque type thing. So Tube Man is basically a cyborg, but he's a head. And the head, basically, is a human head, but without, like, skin. So it's basically this fleshy, fleshy, cartilaginous face, head. And, like, you know, you see the teeth. He doesn't have a nose. There's, there's there's a socket there, and he has two bulging eyeballs, and it's in a glass case. <laughs> and so, Cortex in this interview says, "Oh, I've known two men a very long time. See, we went to the same college together. We were very good friends in college. We were we were we were we were dorm mates. And so, apparently, on his first on their first day." Cortex saw fit to haze him, and apparently the hazing ritual on campus was to throw your friend or dorm mate off the roof of a building and see if he dies. 
and he blamed it on him, right? <laughs> it's not my fault you were you were fragile or something like that. No, he fell wrong. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> so <laughs> he fell wrong. So and remember Cortex Cortex his claim to fame, he's the awesome cryptologist, right? Yes, that was in the movie, though. Right, but but it gets further expanded on in the in the interview. So he's the best like password maker in the universe, apparently. And you can kind of get the sense that he's not given that what ten-year-old kid is able to undo his lock and free the ultimate <laughs> evil in one try randomly. He but called yeah. he called her a genius. <laughs> With a knowledge that probably far surpasses our own. <laughs> Apparently, this guy, in at least the context of that movie universe, is responsible for having visited Earth and creating pin numbers. <laughs> like, but he wanted to do what? Two number pin numbers? No, three. He wanted three. to do three. But then two men said, well, four would make it more secure. And he's like, my God, you're a genius. <laughs> and then he oh goes, God. you know what? As far as I know, nobody's been able to crack that code and get your banking information. <laughs> so I find that to be a win of how awesome I am as a cryptologist. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, this this is a movie that I get. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, right, but the very last scene of the movie, like the ultimate last, yes, Plan yeah, B. So plan B. Cortex is like, okay, so the Templar failed, and there's pretty much no one in the universe who can stand up to Psycho Gorman or the Archduke of Nightmare. And so his genius plan, and I like that it's not even an alien model. Yeah, it's true. It's not even an alien model. They plan. have all this fancy technology. <laughs> what do they pull out? Cortex throws a revolver, a snub nose revolver on the table and says, who wants to go first? <laughs> There's always another way out. <laughs> so messed up. Oh my gosh. I mean... <laughs> And that's the very last scene of this movie. Them pondering whether or not they should just off themselves right then and there. <laughs> With the snubnose revolver. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just can't. So, but I, the, the thing about it is that if you're going to watch the movie, please watch the credits because there's the awesome rap rendition of Psycho Gorman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which basically tells the movie in hip-hop form. Yeah. It's like the better version of Hamilton. <laughs> so God. Um I, I do we give do we even give this movie a rating? If I rate it, I'm gonna rate it very poorly. <laughs> if I rate it, I'm gonna rate rate it very awesomely. Uh, very awesomely. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing is this this is a movie that understood that it was dumb and silly and ridiculous yeah. and satire and, and everything about it and they 
fully embraced it and they said, you know what, let's get as crazy as can be and then let's try and times that by 10. <laughs> like they took inspiration from this really, they, they basically took it from like old, uh, old Japanese TV shows. Like I'm talking Power Rangers, this obscure other series they mentioned. Like Giver. Yeah, that. Giver, which is which is pretty influential, but but yeah, there, there's there's a lot of things, and even the choreographer, uh, the fight choreographer, right? He specifically mentioned that he was looking at old Power Ranger footage, right? Yeah. And even in the fight when with the Paladins, he even mentioned that one of the things that they did in the Power Rangers, which was like one of their staples, is that whenever they fought and somebody got hit with um a weapon sparks you had those yeah. sparks those little mini explosions and we saw that in pg cycle gorman right yeah, yeah. so that that was a heavy influence and then of course you know the really old um horror movies the special effects very low budget film but you know what it was it was they did what they did with what they had was pretty cool in my opinion yeah you know they had miniature sets of Gygax, and it's funny how they they mentioned how they came up with the atmosphere of Gygax because as they were spraying it with um with like water from a from a, a spritz bottle, it looked cool on on film. So then they made Gygax into like a a, a rainy planet and yeah. stuff, right? So it's little things like that 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 really make this uh. A fascinating film to watch, you know. Yeah, I say fascinating, but it was. <laughs> so my opinion is, as at least for me, I thought it was, it was. If you know that you're going in and watching a B movie, um, and you you enjoy those over the top, silly, crazy, ridiculous, funny movies, then this with a lot of gore, mind you. And a lot of things that are, aren't explained. But if you're looking to have a, a fun time watching a movie, I think this is a movie that you should definitely watch. Yeah. If those those are the things that you really like, then you should really watch this movie. What do you guys think? It's like an A movie that wants to be a C movie. <laughs> and it's trying so hard. And it actually succeeds. A movie that wants to be a yeah because it's movie. so good that I would I would honestly I think this is this was so good in trying to be what it was trying to be that I would rank it really high up there. It's so like high. and plus it's like so so dumb that it's awesome. It's like um spitter no Spooderman. What's the what's the new? So we're going to talk about that very briefly um, because I I think it it bears mentioning. Um, But yeah, it's it's definitely along those lines of of craziness and stuff. Um, Andre, what is your total opinion of this movie? I will just... I, I, I... I laugh at it, but it's not like I I can't with these kinds of movies. 
I, I when I watch something, I want to take it seriously. But this was like, yeah, no, we're not going to take ourselves seriously. I, I just, ah, yeah. Okay. Well, just for reference, do you want to know its Rotten Tomato score? As if you of, say anything above ninety percent, as of February seventh, what its Rotten Tomato score is? It has to be under fifty. What do you think, Eli? He says under fifty. What do you think? Eighty to ninety. Eighty-eight percent. Yeah! Yes, let's go. Eighty-eight percent. See, we have some true, true, true. Uh, True uh, critiques here. Mm -hmm. True critiques here. They know what they're doing. I'll just give you a, a quick quote from Owen Gleiberman from Variety Magazine. As satire, Psycho Gorman is no planet terror, but there it is a droll enough schlock in quotes Mark's diversion, and part of it of its appeal is just how damn cheap it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me... Um, yeah. Is uh, if you're craving cinema that's generous and gore, unapologetically bizarre, and refuses to take itself seriously, then PG Psycho Gorman is from you. That's another critic. Yeah. And then uh, Adam Graham from Detroit News says Psycho Gorman is a hilarious gutbuster in every sense of the term. God. Get it? Gutbuster. Gutbuster. <laughs> so, all right. So that's Psycho Gorman. So now we watched uh, a lot of these special features afterwards, right? Yeah. And one of the things that you know we talked about earlier is that it takes it takes um, um it pays homage to those old Power Ranger movies, those old um, I forgot what they're called, but they were they were those Japanese superhero movies, of which one of them you guys had never seen before, and I decided afterwards, let me show you what it looks like on YouTube, and I'm talking about Supiderman, Japan, Japan's 1970s version of Spider-Man. The Emissary from Hell. The Emissary yes. from Hell, yes. He, he, he calls him that. So, Supiderman, wow, I, I can't even begin. That was a strange little... Um, how 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 to say it? That was a collaboration with Toei Studios. They they leased it to Toei. Yes, yeah. just just for just for giggles to see how it get. So it, it doesn't follow. It's it's this is what it is. It's a live action Tokusatsu television series, and that's the thing that was on. It's a, a, a term for a live action that makes heavy use of special effects and is usually sci-fi, fantasy, or horror, right? Um, Godzilla's an example. Ultraman's an example. Kamen Rider's an example. Supiderman is another example, right? And so this isn't Peter Parker, though. Nope. This has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Spider-Man, except for the way he looks, what he's called, <clears throat> and what his powers are. And Super that is it. He is a young motorcycle racer called Takuya Hamashiro. 
And the way that he gets his powers is that a UFO falls from the earth, the UFO being called the Marveler. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, his father goes and investigates the ship because, of course, he's a space archaeologist and gets killed. But then the alien that is um, <clears throat> that is on the ship He's 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 the last survivor of a, a planet called Planet Spider, and he's hunting this guy called Professor Monster and the Iron Cross Army. And so now, um, apparently, this Garia is hurt enough that he says, "Well, I can't continue the fight. I need somebody else to do it." So he injects the guy with a toxin venom whatever whatever it is spider. that gives him spider powers and hence he becomes spider-man spider-man and um not only that but he's also gifted a special vehicle a megazord that once docked Leo pardon yeah the the the, the special vehicle then docks into a giant battle robot called Leopardon, like you said. Very, very Power Rangers. And not only that, the he gives the bracelet to Takuya. And the bracelet is what gives Takuya the power also. And gives him the suit, which is a very cool special effect that they do <laughs> in the show. <laughs> right because once he presses the button the the spider suit flies out and you see the shot of the spider suit flying through the air and then you see Takayu standing there and the spider suit flies onto his face and his body and then he becomes Spider-Man Spider-Man cuz it just magically grafts itself right <laughs> And remember the supercut where you can't take off his mask? <laughs> one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the The bad the guy other. kept pulling off the mask only to find another mask underneath it. And she does this like 20 times and every time there's another mask underneath it, right? How about the special... <laughs> <laughs> what about the web crawling? Oh God! <laughs> spider rope, <laughs> spider net, <laughs> or how about the time where he falls off the the cliff? <laughs> and what do they use in in the the show? <laughs> <laughs> it's so low budget <laughs> that they use mannequins and and floppy dummies. <laughs> And it's it's not even <laughs> it's not even that inconspicuous because <laughs> you can clearly see that whatever's falling from the sky is a dummy. <laughs> like it's not moving, it's just it's stiff just as flopping hell. away. <laughs> stiff as hell. <laughs> 
Oh but my god. Perhaps the worst transgression is Spider-Man literally taking a Tommy out of nowhere and spraying the villains with it. Oh Alongside calling himself the emissary from hell. Oh I God. think uh, oh Phantom God. had a really cool supercut of all the times he calls himself uh, the emissary of hell to his enemies, right? Yeah, yeah that was... We, we saw the Honest trailer, oh, and then... That's by Fandom. Oh. Yeah, they do that. They do those great trailers. Um, and, and also, there's the, the, the other thing that we got from the Honest trailer is the fact that this was such a low-budget show that midway through the production cycle, somebody stole <laughs> the Leo Pardon suit. So from that point on... They had to recycle old fights <laughs> because they didn't. They couldn't afford to make another suit. <laughs> so, oh gosh, um, Andre, what do you what do you think about? Are we gonna watch this? I think it's only like how many episodes? I don't even know where to find it to be honest. I really hope it's like a Star Wars holiday special type situation where it's just banned. Wow, there's a lot of episodes. There's 41 episodes. Do you know what the first episode is called? The first episode is called The Time of Revenge Has Come Beat Down Iron Cross Group. The second one is called Mysterious World The Man Who Follows His Fate. The fourth one is pretty cool The Terrifying Half Merman. The Miracle Calling Silver Thread. Number five, Crash Machine GP7, The Oath Siblings. Shuddering Laboratory, Devilish Professor Monster. Oh, number seven is cool. That's the one where he dances. Fearful Hit Tune, Song Dancing Murder Rock. (laughs) Killer Unicorn. Now, one of the things that you did mention that it it reminded you of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, right? Because all the villains, they announce themselves in that very JoJo type of way, right? Yeah. Andre is holding his head right now. What's the matter, Andre? Spider-Man. I can't take this much. I know the real Spider-Man. This hurts. <laughs> uh, come on, he, he, there's a that seventh song. You get the Spider-Man boogie. Come on, Spider-Man loses his sense of directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hi. So the suit is called the Spider Protector. The bracelet is called the spider bracelet. The webbing is called spider strings. The net is called spider net. The flying car is called the spider machine GP7. The big giant robot is Leopardon. Um, And then you have the Iron Cross Army, which is complete with Professor Monster. Um, the female commander, which is Amazon Ness. 
Um, and the biological weapons are called Machine Bem. Which has, uh, which are usually genetically modified humans, but mm. there are things called Monster Cat <laughs> that come after Supida Man. So, um, and the henchmen, they're called Ninders. So, uh, yeah, so I mean. Are, are we watching 41 episodes of Superman? Yeah, we already totally. have too many things to watch. You wouldn't be happy with watching Superman? God. <laughs> Come on. Of course. Gosh, I'm watching the Honest Trailers right now. Who's that guy? That guy has Machine a- Bem Tooth. Toothache alligator. There you go. One of the episodes is called wait, wait, A School of Love for Children Without Homes. <laughs> well, that is because of poor translation, if yeah. I remember what the honest trailer said correctly. Yeah, but still. <sighs> oh, Listen, this is the kind of stuff that I grew up with. So, you guys living in this MCU world of you. Of yours, um, you should be lucky because I do count myself. Because you know what, the American Spider-Man was even worse. The TV show that we got worse than that. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, and you didn't have to suffer through uh, things like, well, yeah, yeah. It was that was a bad time for superhero shows. The only one that that I remember that was worth anything was The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby. That was one of my favorite shows back then. But anything else was pretty cringy in the words of Eli and stuff. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Um, You didn't like, Andre, you you weren't too crazy about PG Psycho Gorman, right? Not too crazy about it, no. But I'll give it this. It made me laugh. So there you go. All right. Well, that's the whole point of it, right? Um, you and I, Eli, we loved it, right? Spider-Man, we're definitely going to watch. Spider-Man, we're definitely going to watch. I don't know if Andre's going to watch with us. There's a death silence. But anyway. All right. So anyway, that was our decently long episode. But I mean... Psycho Gorman, there was still a bunch of stuff that we didn't even get into that that's uh, that was that was there, but whatever. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up by saying thank you for joining us on another Cross Gen podcast. We hope to see you next week. Um, I'm gonna sign off. Then this is Walt, Eli, AJ, and we'll see you guys round the bend. And me. Our paths cross again. There you go. I did it. I did it. Later. Bye.